Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but you all know the drill. We got to let the stream breathe. Just for a few seconds, make sure we've got green check marks across all five channels in which we're streaming right now. And we do. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He's my fellow football priest, fresh off a couple of days off himself. He is Zach Kelberman, Zach, I'm stoked to talk to you because even though the Broncos had Saturday off, they had a productive Friday that included Peyton Manning talking some expectations. We're going to get to that later in the show. And then Sunday they returned, and it was an intense, fully padded practice. But the attrition, Zach, it's already began. There was another couple of injuries to the rookie class. You saw Michael Ojemudia go down. He's going to miss at least a week, according to Fangio. Lower body injury, soft Lower tissue body. injury. Lauren Landau special. Just That's saying. right. And uh, Justin Sternot suffered a wrist injury, the prognosis of which we mm. don't fully know yet. But your reaction to the rookie class, because you think about it, you also had K.J. Hamler go down last right. week. Well, he's been nursing a, that hammy, but he's going to miss basically all the rest of, of training camp. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for week one as well. It's, it's a fairly significant hamstring strain. And we talked about the severity and how tricky they are to rehab. I mean, this is the way it goes in the NFL. I'm not totally surprised, and I'm not just solely blaming Lauren Landau. Uh, the rookies had no real offseason, as we all know, Chad. They didn't have practices in May and April. They didn't have any sort of 
acclimation period before the acclimation period. They just jumped right in. So I'm not surprised we're seeing the injuries kind of pile up. Fortunately, except for Todd Davis, nothing season-ending, nothing too catastrophic just yet, knock on wood. Um, but again, though, it goes back. This is three years in a row now. Lower body injuries. It's not just a coincidence anymore. It's not just, oh, it's uh, every once in a while. It's a consistent theme throughout the Broncos' practices and games. I'm really starting to question, as are you, the Broncos' training methods. You know, and it's it's weird because Lauren Landau has a phenomenal reputation with the Broncos long before he actually became the strength and conditioning coach. He was highly considered for the job, ended up losing out to Luke Richeson, who stayed in Denver for, I, w- I want to say, three, four years before taking that job with the Houston Texans. But the reason he was so highly considered and why he got the job after Richardson left is because so many Broncos patronized his gym and his services as a trainer. Right. And so I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just bad luck, but neither one of us are big believers in the old coincidences. Yeah, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, there's injuries every year, no matter who's the strength and conditioning coach. It just seems like what we've picked up on since Landau took over, there's been a rash of lower body injuries. And it's every year, no matter the position, no matter the offseason, no matter what's going on, there's always those soft tissue maladies you know, plaguing the Broncos locker room. And we have to kind of take note of what the one common denominator is throughout all this. Different players, different coaches, same SNC coach. Here is what defensive coordinator Ed Donatel said about Justin Sternod, the linebacker who was injured today. Hopefully it's just a tweak to that wrist and he can get right back at it tomorrow. But, you know, we've kind of, I don't want to say crowned Sternod. I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but we've kind of pumped him up a little bit. And I think something Ed Donatel said today, Zach, kind of helps reset expectations, bring things back to earth, so to speak. He is a rookie going through, he's swimming very much so right now. Here's what he said, quote, Justin Sternod, he brings a little bit of a different guy. He's a little longer, a longer player that can match up with the length tight ends that he might be in coverage with. He's just learning. He's trying to keep up. All these days are critical. He's responding and advancing, close quote. So he's swimming, he's learning, but these practices are critical. He is responding, though, to the challenge. He is advancing. He is moving up. So you got to hope that this wrist injury doesn't sap him of that momentum. Yeah, you know, I'd rather him be swimming but be on the field swimming as opposed to being on the trainer's table, being out and, and not getting those precious reps in. We all knew he was going to be a bit of a project to open up the season. That's why we projected Davis keeping his roster spot, him starting next to A.J. Johnson. I just thought as the season wore on, by midseason or week 10 or so, that Sternod would take over. But if he's behind the eight ball now, it's going to make it that much more difficult to get it in the starting lineup, especially when Davis does come back, Chad. It's going to take a lot, I think, to unseat him because – Say what you want about Davis, but Josie Jewell is a downgrade as a starter. So when they get him back, they're not going to want to replace the other inside linebacker so fast. Indeed, but it also just goes to show you that as limited athletically as Josie Jewell might be at this stage, coaches can count on him and trust him a lot more than Sternod just simply by virtue of the fact that he's got two years in the league and this is his second year, which speaking of the second year, I thought it was really interesting. Another thing that I'm going to paraphrase Donatel. Uh, but today he was he talked after practice, got a chance to hear from Fangio and all three coordinators. And Donatel was asked a question about, you know, hey, how how are things going with the defensive install? You've been with Vic Fangio at a bunch of different stops and da 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 da. And Donatel, to paraphrase him, said, you know, it's going good. And our defenses, no matter where we're at, they tend to pop in year two. 
So that was exciting to hear, Zach, that, uh, and it's kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been telling our, our audience and our community these last six months that it's okay to get a little bit excited about this defense, not just because <laughs> of the new addition, Zach, but because this is a, a defense that traditionally tends to take a pretty big leap forward in its second year of install. Yeah, Vic Fangio, you know, it's such a complex scheme, a wide-ranging scheme, so many different calls and nuances. It takes a while to get it down. And last year, he didn't have the luxury of uh, having all his pieces in place, Bryce Callahan being injured, Kareem Jackson going through a suspension and, and being hurt, uh, obviously Bradley Chubb being out. Now everyone's back in town, in the locker room. Everyone is healthy, and they upgraded that defense with Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boye, and most importantly, they had a whole year to instill Fangio's culture, his calls, his scheme. They got everything in place, and now is when they they go from a top 15 defense, I think, to a top five defense. This is the year it's going to happen. All right, gang. We also want to – now, tonight is great because we're going to have – you guys know him in the chat stream as ZW Designs. We know him and we love him as Zachary Smouse. We're going to have him on here in just a minute or two. Before we get to that, it's going to be our ninth superstar segment of the summer. We can't wait to introduce you to Zachary and to talk to him and get his thoughts on the issues. But one last thing, Zach, before we get to that is toward the end of practice, and this is something that probably if you were watching the training camp live video today with Steve Atwater and David Bruton, you didn't miss this. But toward the end of the team period, 11 on 11, things got a little bit chippy when Pat Morris, who was playing center on this particular period, it was the second team offense. So it was Jeff Driscoll dropping back to to throw the ball. Patrick Morris, late in the down, I guess, maybe not after the whistle, but too late, kind of drove, pushed McTelvin Ajim, who I think went up to try and bat the ball. And on his way down, he just shoved him. So ended up going flying. And not only did it piss off Shelby Harris and a few other defensive guys who just went very verbally using some some PG-13 and R-rated language to express their displeasure, but Vic Fangio got fired up and let Patrick uh, Morris know in no uncertain terms that that's not okay. And then, Zach, after practice, he was asked about it. Fangio, who seemed to kind of be in a bad mood today, for what it's worth, in his post-practice presser, he said, quote, We threw a guy down late in the down, which is bad to do for two reasons. One, it's a penalty. Two, we don't throw each other down like that. Close quote. Kept it short and sweet. But it was interesting to see those tempers flare a little bit and Pat Morris kind of get the ire of of the coaching staff. This is a team already that's tired of hitting each other. It happens every summer, every training camp. They go against each other every single day. It's hot out there. The pads are popping. They're just frustrated and built up, Chad. It's it's normal football behavior. And I understand for someone like Patrick Morris, who's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying to catch the coach's eye in any way possible. If that means going through the whistle, so be it. I don't support it. I don't encourage it. But I understand it from a player like Patrick Morris. I mean, those linemen are in the trenches every down. They are kind of pissed off off people naturally they're rough and tumble guys they're hog mollies they like being you know at the at the forefront of these scuffles I'm not surprised I understand though Fangio doesn't want it to happen same team this is how injuries happen there's just no need for it and like he said which is a good point you do this in a real game you're going to hurt the offense so you have to be consistent you have to be fair you can't hurt the whole team because you had a moment where you lapsed in your judgment we saw from Garrett Bowles the last three seasons you can't have another offensive lineman acting that way And it's worth mentioning as well that Lloyd Cushenberry, who has been steadily receiving first-team reps, 
played pretty much all of the team period today with the ones. So Austin Schlotman took a little bit of a backseat and Patrick Morris big time. And especially with that happening, I wouldn't surprise me to see him maybe get in the doghouse a little bit temporarily. It wouldn't surprise me. All right, Zach, let's get Zachary on. Before we do, just really quick, we got to make sure our audience knows how to connect with this Mile High Huddle. And the Huddle Up podcast continue to grow exponentially on our RSS feed on Apple Podcasts. Just in the last three weeks, we are up 40% in new listeners on YouTube. The metrics are close in terms of growth and, and reach. So we got to make sure people understand how to connect with us on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. That's how you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then also while you're at it, follow at Mile High Huddle for breaking Broncos news and analysis. Gang, we also have a gentle reminder about the merch store, HuddleUpPod.com. Head on over there and get your swag on, get a hat. We also have something we're going to debut tonight, so stay tuned for that. A new piece of merch on the merch store. Zachary Smouse is going to help us debut that. We'll show you that here in just a few minutes. But the, the merch store is another way to help support what we're doing here at MHH. And if you're not in a position to patronize or support the merch store, it's all good. We're just happy to have you here. But each one of you, whether you're with us live or listening after the fact as a podcast on demand, can do these three things. It is absolutely crucial that you subscribe no matter where you're listening like this video or like this episode. And if you really love what Zach and I are doing for you, bringing you this content on the daily, share it out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash farm energy assessment. Just like you. All right, Zach, now is the time. We're going to bring on Zachary Smouse. Before we do, I just want to make sure people understand, look, we love our community and we have the utmost faith and respect for our community. We know it's made up of nothing but quality folks by and large. The community is just, I mean, what we did for the word that went unmentioned, what, what was that Zach back in April yep. where we all raised money, put it together and mile high huddle matched. And we made a sizable donation to the word that shall go unmentioned response fund uh, from the, the CDC. Our community is phenomenal. But there's always that one or two people out there lurking or whatever that could have a propensity or penchant for saying and doing things, trying to be an edgelord, trying to just be whatever they are. And when we bring on our friend here and superstar in the community, Zachary Smouse, I want to make sure we don't get any of that. Because as you will see here, when I introduce Zachary, you're going to find that he is of limited ability. He is one of the smartest, sharpest um most talented people I've met in a long, long time. He is just a bright, 
little flame. And I've loved having him in the community. It's been great getting to know him on social media. And I just want to make sure people understand that any, Zach, any rudeness, anything that is below the belt in any way, shape, or form, it's just it's not, not going, to going to be tolerated. John's going to 86 you permanently yeah. from the community. So with that being said, I don't want a downer here. I want to I want to uplift because this guy is phenomenal. We love him. Yes. And he is honestly, Zach, he's an inspiration. So let's bring him on. Zachary Smouse in the house. There he is in all his glory. Zachary Smouse. Thank you for joining us, my brother. It is so good to have you on. And I don't know if you can inch a little bit closer to your camera, but let's show him that t-shirt that, that you look that. now look as let him hate. Awesome. It says Mile High Huddle. It's got the Let Them Hate hashtag that Zach created. And it's got a helmet with the lock on it and the number three, Let Them Hate. Phenomenal design, Zachary. We tip our cap to you, my friend. It looks popping on that white T-shirt. It is available on the merch store, huddleuppod.com. John's going to put the link here in the chat stream for those who want to check it out. Maybe patronize the merch store. That was designed by this guy right here, this talented member of our community. And Zach, as we have shown we want to we've we you know we want to shout out guys like mundungus's bookstore and his website and anyone out there in our community that has a talent a gift a a business we want to do the best we can to patronize them and support them and so when we said hey who's out there that's got some design you know skills and talents zachary reached out to us and this is what he came up with I love it. I love the design. I, I love the uh, incorporation. I'm not going to lie, incorporation of that saying, but it looks great on you, Zach. And uh, you are very talented. We love having you as part of our community. And uh, great name, too. I always wanted to tell you that. Okay. So for what it's worth, Zachary has has um, dealt with cerebral palsy his entire life. And this guy fights through it like an absolute warrior. And just, we, he's nothing but an inspiration to us. Now, Zachary, we have some questions for you that we submitted to you. And, you know, this might not be something people are, are used to hearing on the podcast, but we can't wait to hear your answers to these topics. And I want to start with the first one, the first question that I sent to you. Uh, let, me, let me pull it up real quick, just so I have it in front of me as well. The first question being, gang, we got to know. Now, Zachary is in Colorado, but he's not in Denver. So you exemplify our hashtag state of being. How did you become such a passionate Broncos fan? The reason why I am a Broncos fan is because, for one, I live in Colorado, so I root for home state teams. Another reason I do is because where I live, you are either rooting for the Broncos or the Dallas Cowgirls. Sorry, <laughs> I just love the legacy that Pat Boland built. I really believe that the Super Bowl win in 2015 was meant for Boland to know his vision was succeeded. Love it. Awesome answer. Love it. Dungus jumping in, showing some love on Super Chat, saying what's up, Zachary. And by the way, I say Zachary just to just to differentiate between Zach Kelberman and Zachary Smouse here while we're live. Zachary, uh, he says, MHH Hall of Famer on the pod. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And that uh, – <laughs> the little dig on the cowgirls there. Got to love it. Chris Hernandez jumping in. Thank you, Chris. Uh, showing some love. Appreciate your generosity, Chris. He says, let's go, Zach. Way to be. All right, Zachary, question number two for you, my friend. As a fan, what is your best Broncos memory? And conversely, what's your worst? As a fan, my favorite memory of the Broncos is honestly the whole 2012 to 2013 season when Manning took us to the next level minus the upsetting Super Bowl, but it was made up in 2015. 
The energy that he brought was just spectacular. I honestly believe that Drew Locke is going to bring that type of energy for years to come. Love it. Honestly, my worst memory as a Bronco fan was literally the signing of the cheater prodigy. Josh McDaniels, <laughs> first head coach that Broncos brought in. Joseph was a close second. Okay. Love <laughs> Love the, it, the cheating prodigy. That's pretty funny. <laughs> the cheating prodigy. Love it. That's our next t-shirt. Awesome. Awesome, my friend. Yeah, Zach. Uh, now, Zach Kelberman, just riffing off of what Zachary had to say there. <laughs> Jordan Johnson getting getting some kicks out of your cowgirls. But, uh, you know, that was a great time, man. That 2000, just, just that Manning era was just so prolific. It was, uh, like he said, the energy that Peyton brought upon arrival to Denver. He, he pretty much changed the course of the franchise forever. Even if they didn't win a title, they still had Peyton Manning. They still were uber successful. And he laid the groundwork for the next great quarterback to take over. It's taken a while. We had to wander the QB desert, you like to say, Chad. But we finally found our guy, and I'm right there with Zachary. I think Drew Locke will be maybe not the next Peyton Manning, but that same allure and that same energy to the Broncos franchise. We're already seeing it. All right, Zachary, question number three. Who was the Broncos quarterback of your childhood? For example, when I was growing up, I'm a child of the 80s, of course. It was mostly John Elway. When I think of that, you know, my quarterback as a kid, it was Elway. Who was your Broncos quarterback of your childhood? My favorite quarterback of all time is Chad's favorite as well. Number seven, John Elway. John knew how to play ball, and I just appreciated how he found the willpower to win the last two Super Bowls and ride off into the sunset. I loved how Manning did that with the Broncos as well. <laughs> sure. Dude, how many quarterbacks have been able to do that? It, I mean, outside of Elway, that's part of what made the 2015 Super Bowl so sweet and so poetic is as much as fans, Zach, hated seeing Manning right off into the sunset and that era come to a close, he's the only other quarterback to win it all, be at the height of accomplishment in the league and say, catch you on the flip-flop, I'm out. And you know what's great about Peyton? He really hasn't returned to a full Colts fandom. He actually still refers to the Broncos as we. During his training camp appearance, he said, we're going to have a great team this year. And it seems like the Broncos finally have exclusive domain over Peyton Manning. And how freaking cool is that, Chad? Very cool. Very cool. And we do have some topics on on Peyton that we're going to get to on the other side of our Superstar segment here with Zachary. Duke Boynton jumping in. Very generous Super Thank Chat. You. He said, love you, Zach, brother. Way to be. All right. I'm loving this insight. I love getting to know Zachary here. So let me move on to number four here. Did the Broncos make the right decision? in hiring Vic Fangio. And what is your outlook on Fangio heading into year two? For me, John Elway in the front office made the best decision to hire Vic Fangio. His attitude of no crap taking is definitely what Denver needs. What I'm expecting from him in 2020 is that he will let the Broncos play more in an up-tempo and not what Skangs did last year by taking his foot off the pedal in games. Mm. <laughs> I love great it, answer. I love it, dude. I love it so much. You know, Vic Fangio, he's he's dropped quite a few pan, uh, pounds. He's quite svelte. And today it really jumped out to me, Zach, on uh, dur- during his virtual presser after practice, just how much weight he has dropped. But I think we're all excited. And speaking back to what Ed Donatel said in that first segment, there's good reason to believe that this is a team, not just a defense that's going to pop in year two, but also a team. 
Yeah, Vic is the only person on the planet to actually lose weight through the pandemic and through quarantine. I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, but it's actually a good point that you brought up, Zachary. What I wanted to say about Fangio, his, his installing his scheme in the second season. Last year was worrying about getting everyone in the right place, players and coaches, getting everyone on the same page. Everyone's on the same page now. Everyone knows what's what. Everyone knows who Fangio is. And now he can just coach. And like he said, let his hair down, be aggressive, go for the win, not play conservative. It's going to be exciting to watch. Broncos football this season. I'm so excited. All right, Zachary. We move on to the fifth question here that we have prepared for you. And that is, is Drew Locke the genuine article? And what do you expect to see from Locke in 2020? To my extent of Drew Locke, I know that last year, the five games were too little of a sample size to predict anything. But to be honest, I really think that he's going to be our franchise quarterback for the next 10 plus years. He bring that energy that we need to have a successful caliber of team. I'm expecting him to have a 4,200 passing yard, 28 touchdowns, and eight interceptions kind of season this year. Mm. Very nice. Zach, your thoughts on Zachary's outlook on Drew? 4,200 passing yards and only eight picks. I mean, that's that's a that's a top you know seven team in the NFL. I, I would love to see that. I do think Locke will throw a few more picks. Just being a natural gunslinger, he's still pretty young. But the yardage, I can see it happening, and also him being the franchise quarterback for the next decade. You know, maybe not Patrick Mahomes per se, but they have over and over and over failed with veteran quarterbacks, and they finally stumbled upon a young guy who's going to be the face of the franchise for the long term. All right, Zachary. We got two more for you, and this next one is actually ties in perfectly with a question here. Uh, actually, wait. Let me make let me make sure I have this right. No, no, no. Well, we'll we're, we'll jump to uh, we'll jump to actually, Terry. I'm going to grab yours one more time. We got to stage these, and I want to make sure these are in order. Number six question here, Zachary. Your prediction: What record do the Broncos finish with, and do you see them making the playoffs? My record prediction for this season is 11-5, and five, beating mm. the Bank Chiefs at home. And I do oh. see getting into the playoffs. Okay, there you go. Flex it, dude. I love it. Okay, <laughs> that perfectly ties into our final question. Well, actually, we have two questions for you. Uh, three more, because we had Stephen Baumgartner submit a question we're going to get to. We want your thoughts on. Uh, Terry Randall with a super chat north there of the 49th parallel. We love you, Terry, up Thank there in Canada. He says, my man. ZWD gives him some virtual bones there. And then he says, do you have a bold prediction for 2020? Hashtag football priest, hashtag state of being in Broncos world. Zachary, drop some knowledge on. My bold prediction for this season is going to be eight interceptions for Justin Simmons. Philip Lindsay takes over Melvin Gordon and Miller gets 18 sacks while Chuck gets 20. Ah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love those. Okay, yeah. that Lindsay prediction speaks to me, Chad. <laughs> Why? Why? Because he's the better running back, and we've uh, all been saying that this entire offseason. Zachary, I love you for that. Go, Philip Lindsay. Which, by the way, a rib injury now, I think it's two and a half practices that Melvin Gordon has missed with a rib. Now, look, ribs are temperamental. They're touchy. They're extremely painful when they're injured. But how much is that bothering you, Zach, that Melvin Gordon's making that, that Cheddar – in those dollar dollar bills. And he's just watching Philip Lindsay continue to just carry forward with the number one running back duties. 
I mean, yeah, I can I can hate right now. I can be super critical, but you know, being fair, it's not his fault he got injured. It, it's part of the game. He didn't ask for that. He didn't hurt his ribs himself. So you know, he'll be on the field. I'm just saying, I'm with Zach there. He's going to have the better season, Chad. He's going to make Melvin Gordon almost a non-factor in this Broncos offense. Okay, now this was a question that came from one of our superstars. You guys met him a few segments back, Steve Baumgartner. We asked, we put a call out for questions earlier today on Twitter, and here is his question for. Zachary, he said, what did you think of Patrick Morris pushing McTelvin a gene today? And then Steven's comment is, I don't blame the players and Fangio for being mad. And then he also wants to know what you think of Jerry Judy's stats, what they'll be this season, Zachary. So I know you have an answer prepared. Drop some knowledge. I think it was the team's right to be mad. Agaim is a rookie, so we don't want to push him too hard. For Judy, I think he'll have eight touchdowns and 700 yards. Hey, that's not too. That's not. Hey, that's actually that's a that's a prediction that I think is well within what is probable, Zach, when it comes to Jerry Judy. Yeah, it's super realistic to me because a lot of Broncos fans, as good as Jerry Judy has looked, they think he's going to be a 1,200 yard receiver out of the gates. Not with Court and Sutton in this offense. So 800 yards is, is extremely where I think um, his range is in year one, Jerry Judy. Okay, let me see if I can find the last question that we have here. From James Campbell, if I can display it, I will. The chat did a little bit of a jump. Let me see if I can go up and grab it. What is your James question to Zachary was his Bronco Mount Rushmore one more time? I have Terrell Davis, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Von Miller, and Demarcus Ware. (laughs) Awesome, dude. Zachary, it's been so much fun getting to talk with you here tonight on the podcast and you know, it's it's just you really do inspire us. We're grateful for your contributions to the community and the way you have helped support MHH and and putting together the design for that T-shirt gang. Go over there. The the link is in the stream. We'll tweet it out after after the podcast and whatnot too. And get yourself one of these shirts that Zachary Smouse designed. Zachary, my friend, thank you so much for joining us here. And follow him on Twitter, by the way. He's a great Twitter follow at designs underscore. ZW. He is Zachary Smouse and he is the man. Zachary, thank you again for joining us, my brother. (laughs) This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Honey, Jane just told me how much she paid for Bob's funeral. I was shocked. Don't worry, Susan. We have protection through Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance, which helps with our final expenses. When did you do that? I don't remember taking a medical exam. That's because we didn't. Coverage is guaranteed, regardless of health. I have to tell Carol about this. Tell her to text INSURE to 30555 to get a free personalized quote instantly. All right. There he goes. That was Zachary Smouse in the house. And, you know, Smouse in the house. There's another, there's <laughs> another one. We got the hizzy, the, the whizzy and the hizzy and the smouse in the house. We're going to write a oh, Dr. Really? Seuss book soon. Yeah, Jordan, thank you for that that very oh, wow. generous super chat, bro. And he's right. This is what I was trying to explain to people. You can't judge a book by its cover. This is he's extremely smart, extremely articulate, and he knows football. 
as Jordan says, Zach knows his Broncos. Great show, Zachary. Just loved having him on. No BS, no sugarcoating. Those were some of the most dead-on, realistic, accurate predictions I've heard for the 2020 Broncos to date. And I'm, I maybe it's because my brain kind of aligns with with Zachary's in, in terms of the Broncos. Um, but he's extremely, like you said, knowledgeable. What a, a passionate Broncos fan and, and very, very well uh, detailed football fan. He was very entertaining, Chad. And the, and the community. If he reads the comments, Zachary, look at all the love you're getting. You deserve every one of these comments. You were great tonight, man. Glenn jumps in to say. On Super Chat. Thank you, Glenn. He says, Thank you. Z Dub is the man. So happy to meet you. Hashtag Zach's web design. Hashtag MHH. Hashtag state of being and Dallas. What? <laughs> Love it, dude. Threw in the zinger. <laughs> All right. Let me see here. Um, we've got a question from Jeff. This is a good segue. And John, for what it's worth, I know there are quite a few super chats there that we flashed on the screen, but I'd like to build, if it's possible, I'd like to be able to um, shout these people out. But real quick. First, I want to grab this from Jeff C., who has a question that I think is appropriate for this point in the podcast tonight because it ties into something interesting that Peyton Manning had to say on Friday. First off, Jeff says, and thank you for the super chat, Jeff. What are your thoughts on the offense's performance as of now? Zach, one thing that kind of hit home for me as – Pat Shermer was uh, made available today to the media, something he said when he was basically asked the same question, something to the same effect. He said, look, we're on our eighth day together. We're on our eighth practice together. Traditionally, you're in, you have your eighth practice with the offense and your install like in May, early May. And they're sitting here trying to play catch up, trying to microwave this offense with the regular season opener coming in just a few short weeks. So, it kind of brings into context, I think, and into focus the fact that this is an offense that has a ton of talent, has a lot of potential, but it's still very much a work in progress. And, you know, they've had their days where they've kind of won training camp, but they've also had their days where the defense has smothered them and dominated them. And on those days, Zach, that the defense has won the day, which probably they've got a few more scalps on the wall so far through eight, nine practices than the offense does. But when they have one, it's typically because the Broncos offensive line is a sieve and is letting people down specifically at the tackles. I'm really not surprised at all. I mean, I'm actually impressed that the offense looks a little more advanced considering no offseason, considering no real training camp, no preseason, and going against this Broncos defense. This isn't the Chiefs defense or, you know, the 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 Bengals defense. This is a top-notch elite defense, and it's only going to make the Broncos better sharpening that sword against Vic Fangio's unit. Um, Drew Locke has thrown picks. They've had drop passes. They've had fumbles. They haven't been a well-oiled machine, but this is what you expect from an offense and a young offense. And every single season, every single training camp, the defense is always ahead of the offense at this stage. It's just no matter who you are, no matter what team you're on, no matter who's quarterbacking, that's always been the case. I actually like how resilient the offense has looked. A lot of young guys are stepping up. Jerry Judy and Hamler look fantastic. Drew Locke has battled through the adversity. He's rolling out. His his arm talent got better. His decision-making got better. All in all, I'm actually encouraged, despite the, the bumpy days the offense has had so far. That ties into Peyton Manning. So Peyton, of course, one of the cool things about these training camp live programs that the Broncos media department is doing each and every day that Steve Outwater is the host. And each day they have a different Bronco alum step in to co-host with him. And Friday it was great because you had Peyton Manning sitting there 
breaking down Broncos football, breaking down what's happening in front of them the entire time they were broadcasting. And although Zach, he dropped a lot of pearls. I mean, he was, he dropped a lot of really interesting things that we could probably write honestly, 25 articles about just to be Frank. The one thing that jumped out to me is the way he kind of talked about expectations for Drew Locke and the Broncos offense within this context of what we're talking about here. And it's not that he was hating. It's not that he was even pumping the brakes as a quarterback. He was just putting things in their proper perspective. He said, quote, I'm a quarterback defender. So I'd say, let's understand that it won't be perfect early on. Things will get better as the season goes along. I still think you can win games as you're finding your way. And then he said also, now, I think we can get better throughout the season. We're going to need our defense to keep us in it as our offense finds our rhythm. Again, using the possessive, as you mentioned earlier, Zach, that he's including himself, right? It's like our team. And you love seeing that if you're a Broncos fan. Peyton Manning's still viewing himself as a Bronco, basically. But your thoughts on the on the reality check in in a way? Not a lot. Some fans didn't want to hear this. That hey, it's not going to be fireworks out of the gates. You know, they might be able to catch Tennessee sleeping a little bit because there's not any tape on Drew Locke within the Pat Shermer offense. But Zach, bottom line being, temper the expectations somewhat. There are going to be some growing pains. Broncos fans might not have want to heard it, Chad, but they needed to hear that. And that's been something we've been saying throughout the offseason, after free agency, after the draft. It, it's going to be, especially through the pandemic, for a young Broncos offense, a new full-time starting quarterback who's still very young, who's still very raw, uh, a new offensive line pieces there, new weapons surrounding the quarterback. I mean, coaching on offense, it's going to take some time to get going. And Peyton's saying, lean on the defense, lean on the running game, and the, and the offense and the quarterbacking will come around. And who knows better about quarterbacking and offense than Peyton freaking Manning. I actually appreciate his honesty. He didn't come out and say, oh, Locke's going to kill it. Locke's going to be you know amazing from out of the gates. They have a tough schedule to open up chat it's not very easy playing the titans and the steelers and the bucks you know it's it, for a young quarterback and a young team they're going to go through some growing pains and we've been saying this same thing about kj hamler same thing about jerry judy they're not going to be these all pros right out of the gates drew lock isn't going to be peyton manning right out of the gates it's going to take some time we all believe lock is that franchise quarterback we all believe this broncos offense will be good most of us believe they're a playoff team this year but it's not going to come without ups and downs it's not going to come without hiccups and you want those hiccups because you learn from that and you get better because of that well said i want to back up just for a minute we have a a few of our superstars that put in super chats that the stream jumped such an active conversation tonight and so much excitement with Zachary being on the horn. We don't let a single super chat go undiscussed here. So Mike Evans, y'all know him. You saw him on the last, on the previous installment of our superstar segments stud jumping in with a very generous super chat. Thank, Thank you, Mike. Mike. And his question is over the next three years, will Judy, Noah Fant, Dalton Reisner or Cortland Sutton have the biggest impact on our offense? Appreciate y'all. So, of that collection of guys, Zach, hmm. who ends up three years from now in retrospect having had the biggest impact? I don't think the tight end, so I'm going to throw you know Noah Fan out there. I, I could see a case for Reisner because he keeps the quarterback upright and he's opening the holes for Lindsey and Gordon, whoever's the running back in three years from now. I have to say, though, and I'll keep dying on this hill, Cortland Sutton is the biggest impact player on the Broncos offense, aside from Drew Locke, potentially. I'm not going away from that. As good as Jerry Judy could be, as good as Noah Fant could be, 
Cortland Sutton already is that good. So I'm going to go with the guy who's proven and three years from now, if he's already a top 10 guy, Chad, and he's not even scratching his ceiling, can you imagine three seasons from now? That's a top five guy, the next Calvin Johnson in the NFL. I'm, I agree with you that of that collection of guys, it's going to be Sutton who ends up having the, the biggest impact. But if this first week and some change of training camp has told me anything, it's that Jerry Judy is going to be a next level impact player. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him have a similar close to equal impact on this offense within a three-year window as Cortland Sutton. And he might end up even having a surprisingly productive Breaking tradition, because rookie wide receivers, there's exceptions, but I think there's five, I'm trying to remember now, five that have gone over a 1,000 yards in, in the last rookies, I mean, in the last few years. It's not very often. It doesn't happen. But I think Judy has a shot to to push for that. KP jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, he says, opting out of work this year. <laughs> I want to make sure my family's okay. I'll still run to the supermarket daily and everything else. Hashtag work is off limits. So. <laughs> Kevin, I see you have eyebrows, though, so you're in a better boat than some other people. We also have uh, David Kilgore jumping in with a very generous super, yeah, one of our superstars. Appreciate you, David. He says, what do you guys think of Earl Thomas getting released by the Ravens, and where do you guys see him going, if at all? Zach, this, this hits close to home for you, because as for those of you who don't know, Zach covers the Denver Broncos here at MHHSI, and he also covers – the Dallas Cowboys is another one of his duties. Um, Zach, I think he's going to end up as a Cowboy. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I could see Jerry Jones doing it because he's enamored by that star power. They just signed Everson Griffin. And I, I think he believes that uh, a, a safety like Earl Thomas would put that defense over the top. And I, I don't think personally the Dallas Cowboys should go after him. He's a head case, Chad. He was held at gunpoint by his wife. Then he punches a teammate in practice this year. You don't want the type of guy in your locker room. And the Cowboys, for those who don't know, they have two pr- pretty good safeties right now, and Xavier Woods and HaHa Clinton Dix. They, I, I could see him going to the Niners, the Texans, um, the Patriots. I, I, I could see Dallas doing it, but right now they're in the feeling out stage. Nothing is official just yet. They're trying to make sure uh, his background checks out, which it does, and they're trying to make sure he's a good fit in the locker room, which I don't think he would be. But then again, with Jerry Jones, you know, nothing's out of the, the equation. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Did you know that Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance can help to cover your final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debts? It's true. If you're between 50 and 80 years old or 50 to 75 in New York, your coverage is guaranteed regardless of your health history, and there are no medical exams required. Simply text INSURE to 30555. Just answer four easy questions to get your free, personalized quote instantly by texting INSURE to 30555. See website for terms and restrictions. By the way, we, we flashed this on the screen while Zachary was with us, but Christy, the queen of MHH, showing some love to Zachary, saying, much love, ZW. Great job tonight. You are an amazing part of our community. Love seeing that. 
And also, of course, we had a super chat from Craig Patterson, and here's his comment that came with it after the fact. But he said, I think I picked a good one to join for my first live pod. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if you're if you're getting exposed to a live pod for the first time here at Mile High Huddle and with the Huddle Up podcast and you get that scathing wit and insight of Zachary Smouse, that is a very fortuitous beginning to your live streaming uh, with us. And, and welcome, Craig. Hope to see you around again. Indeed, my friend. Um, Kathy also jumped in showing some love. Appreciate the, the super chat. Thank you. And she says much love and great to see you, Zach. Thank you very much, Kathy. And I just want us to, to cruise down here. I don't think we got this one from. No, from KP. Very generous super chat. He says, Z dub, you're the man, bro. Love you, dude. Always a positive dude. So happy to have you on the pod. And that is something that I definitely concur with in my interactions with Zachary. I don't pretend to know him, um, you know, perfectly well. But the thing that has always jumped out to me about Zachary, it, not just in the community and the chat streams and commenting and stuff, but in my one-on-one interactions with him, he is just as optimistic and kind and outgoing in that sense as the as the day is long. I love to see it. Same. And throughout all this, throughout the pandemic, throughout, you know, what everyone is going through right now, Chad, personally and professionally, Zach has maintained such a positive, outwardly just um, forward thinking perspective. And it's been an inspiration for you and I. It's been a motivation for us. And I look up to in a lot of ways, um, his demeanor and his personality, what he brings to the table. He's a really good guy. Amen, my friend. Pobby jumped in as well. We flashed this earlier in the pod while Zach was on, but just wanted to to shout her out. Thank you. She said, good to see you tonight, Zach. Great job and go Broncos. Very appreciative. Thank you, Pobby. And then Terry again, my man, number 39. Appreciate that, Terry. Um, All right. A few more here and then we'll shift some gears with some other things that took place here today at Broncos camp. Tommy Kraft uh, as well jumped in to say, Zachary, this is to honor you. Great job. And uh, appreciate that, Tommy. And then we have uh, we gotta we gotta slice the tension a little bit with some comedic relief. All right, the whiz <laughs> in the his. <laughs> Mundungus, thank you for the super, my brother. He says, Juwan James got comfortable one day and let his hair down, and he forgot to pick it up. <laughs> That's probably the best one I've I've gotten. That was a real belly laugh. If you, in case you missed it, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Good stuff. Um, and here's George Zach saying to, to Zachary, you have the best understanding of what it is, what is a true Bronco fan way to tell him how it is. And yes. uh, so very, very cool. Like you said, he's getting a lot of love and the community right. loved, loved seeing it. Very well-deserved. I mean, again, one of the most passionate, uh, knowledgeable Broncos fans out there for sure. All right. Um, okay. Let me see here. Bear with me one second, gang. I'm trying to catch up a little bit. We, uh, we grabbed JJ's very generous super. And then Christy jumping back in, the queen, to say, we're only 22 days out, gang, from the season uh, opener. Thank It'll God. be here before you know it. It'll be here before you know it. I mean, we're almost in September, Chad. It's crazy. I mean, as slow as this calendar has been this year, it's, it's ramping up fast now with training camp. And uh, the regular season, that Titans game is coming up fast. Before we know it, we're going to watch real live action Broncos football. It's going to be wild. Mundungus jumping in to concur with what Zachary said. And for what it's worth, my way too early prediction has the Broncos at 11-5. Zach's is 10-6. and six. 
Zachary, though, as you guys heard tonight, he said 11 and 5, and Mundunga says 11 and 5 or 12 and 4. The Wiz and ZWD <laughs> have spoken. Enough said. Playoff team. All right. All right let's see here. Uh, bear with me one second. I've been, I must be dehydrated because my right eyelid keeps keeps twitching on me. I don't know what the heck's going on. Maybe it's just all this awesome Bronco talk has just got me geeked up here. It's all, all that right. Red Bull. It is. I'm going to st- – <laughs> that's probably a little something to do with it, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, okay, let me let me stream back up here. All right, Terry, just also giving, giving props. You guys know how it is. We don't let any single superstar, super chat go without getting a shout-out and an answer or an acknowledgement from us here live on the show. Okay, that catches me up. All right. Zach, one thing I wanted to let me let me get to the quotes here from Pat Shermer, which you know this is only the if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. Third time we've been able to hear from Pat Shermer since he was hired as the offensive coordinator here, and I want to read to you this quote of what he had to say about how Locke has handled the installation of the offense, where he's improved, whatnot. Really quick quote: This is Shermer on Drew Locke. Quote. I think he's done a good job from an installation standpoint. He's doing a really good job of knowing what the concept is and going out there and executing. There are times, and this is part of his nature. I call them the 60 yard check downs where he can break out of the pocket and keep his eyes downfield. He does a great job of keeping his eyes downfield, which I think is part of being youthful. It's him trying to continue to make plays. Sometimes your biggest plays come on scrambles because it's not always perfect. I think he's doing a good job there. The details and the tactics of things, I think he's getting better with all that. Quite frankly, for guys that come out of no huddle operations, it's sad to say, but just working under center and being in the huddle calling a play, although that seems to be natural for quarterbacks, in the old days, that's all we did. We played under center. We called plays in the huddles. When they come out of college sometimes, they're looking at cards. They get one word, and they barely have an alternate snap count. Even though he's done a good job with that, those are things he's constantly working on. So, close quote, some positive uh, feedback on how the offensive coordinator views Drew Locke's body of work thus far. Sometimes it's not even a word they get in college, so it's like an orange or an apple or some weird you know, symbol for a play. So it's not easy going from that college spread offense in Missouri, and he had different play callers and different line combinations, different talent around him, and now he has to learn to play under center and play NFL. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Fall quarterback. And as we can recall, last training camp chat, last preseason, Drew Locke didn't even know how to break a huddle. He literally had to go memorize plays in the mirror and learn to be a quarterback step by step by step. And you know what? That set him back, that, that injury, but he finally got back into it. And we saw the progression when he took the field from the Chargers game to the Texans game through the Chiefs game and the Raiders game. He got better and better and better. I love that Shermer, at least, is the one to get his grips on him. And uh, Mike Shula, two great quarterback whispers. They're going to take his game to the next level. And from what we've seen in training camp so far, Chad, the dividends are already paying off with Drew Locke. Well said. We got Derek Green jumping in, showing some love, and just saying, showing love. That was awesome. I think the uh, the feedback – Zach, on having Zachary on, you know, there was some unique, um, I wouldn't say obstacles, some unique tweaks to the way we had to present just because of his situation. And it went off without a hitch, dude. It was so awesome having him on. It was, it was really, I found myself like being in tune to his answers and we just oh, yeah. literally share a brand. He was, he was definitely awesome. Uh, Christian jumping in one of our superstars. Uh, sorry guys. I keep having to rub this eye to stop it, but uh, I'll drink some water as soon as I'm done here right now. Caffeine. Showing love tonight. Missed the last few pods because of work. Once again, excited for the season. Amen, my brother. Thank you for uh, the support and for yes. joining us. Thank you, Chris. Um, this is cool. Bronco fanatic on Zachary. Things like this make me proud to be a Broncos fan. I literally got chills listening to Zachary. Go Broncos. Love hearing it. Love hearing it. Yep, we, we, uh, we had a great time talking with Zachary. And, of course, we'll get him back on the show here in the very near future. But let's uh, let's grab a couple of questions here that are non-super oriented. We're sitting here at 47 minutes. So we got a little bit of time. For Life, The Rock on YouTube wants to know, who is the quarterback's coach besides PFM? How do you feel about the coach, Mike Shula? I'm thinking, I don't know what that emoji is supposed to mean. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. He's thinking. Thanks. Thinking. Oh, I'm thinking. Okay. Thanks, guys. Love you, Zachary. Go Broncos. So it's Mike Shula. All right. Now, here's the closest thing to a Broncos tie – that you really need. And that is that prolific dynamic explosive Carolina Panthers offense that turned Cam Newton into a powerhouse and an MVP uh, winner in 2015. That was Mike Shula. Now he got his, his launch handed to him in the Super Bowl uh, by, by Wade Phillips and Vaughn Miller and DeMarcus Ware, but he is one of the most well-respected offensive minds in the league. He's had a little bit of down luck. The last stop he had there in uh the way things ended in Carolina. And then of course, you know, things didn't go well for the New York giants when he was offensive coordinator under Pat Shermer these last two years. But Zach, I couldn't be more thrilled going from a completely inexperienced young guy like TC McCartney last year to an accomplished former quarterback himself, right. former head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. It was Mike Shula was the Crimson Tide head coach. 
that predated uh dude i just had a brain fart give me the name crimson tide alabama head coach um saban nick saban Jesus oh, Christ. he predated nick saban as the head coach and it's his alma mater and the alma mater of course also of his, of his father don shula so he's a it's a perfect timing in my estimation zach to get this combination of Shermer and Shula in there working with Locke. I mean, yeah, the Broncos went from an inexperienced young McCartney and they got a Shula chat. I mean, those bloodlines are crazy and they have them in Denver now. I mean, the, the lineage of Broncos quarterbacks and figures there from Elway to Peyton, now they have a Shula on the sidelines. It's so important that they handled Drew Locke the correct way. And the first step with that, before they drafted Judy or signed a new lineman, they, they changed the coaching. They fired Sangarello, fired McCartney, brought in Pat Shermer and Mike Shula, two guys who could be coordinators or head coaches elsewhere. They got them as assistants and a, and a coordinator here. It, it's a really good pickup for Denver, and they're going to work wonders with Locke. And like I just said, we've already seen the dividends in training camp. We already saw how Locke has looked different than he did in Week 17 last season. He's throwing differently. He has more command of the huddle now. Uh, he's learning the the mechanisms and the nuances of being an NFL quarterback, and that's a credit to the coaching so far of Shula and Shermer. Well said. We got Joe DePaul on Facebook. We never want to ignore our great Facebook community. He says, hey, guys, I don't know if this has been brought up before. Do you think that with no fans and no crowd noise, our offensive tackles will find it easier to lock in and commit less penalties? Definitely less um, that's interesting. false starts, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. And that's something – um, that just is a no-brainer. Without the crowd noise and whatnot, no matter where offensive lines are playing, home or away, it's going to be a lot easier for them to communicate up front. And I think in that way you'll see less pre-snap penalties, but it still remains to be seen for guys like Garrett Bowles. His penalties mostly come be you know, between the whistles. Like he, It happens while <laughs> the play is still rolling. So he needs to uh, you know, just show better poise and composure and, and – you know, have his technique down so that he's not as tempted to do those things that have gotten him into hot water. Yeah, now we have a built-in alibi for Garrett Bowles. He does better this season. Oh, it's because there's no crowd noise, no one to distract him, you know, in the stands. He's got to be better like you just kind of conveyed. He's got to be better on his own. He, it, It's it's crap or get off the pot time for Garrett Bowles. Fans or no fans, pandemic or no pandemic, you're a former first-round tackle. You're next to a great left guard in Dalton Reisner. You have a better quarterback now. There are literally no more excuses left for Garrett Bowles. I don't want to hear about crowd noise. This offensive line should be good, and he is the, he's the black sheep. He's the weakest link. If he he's good, the whole offense will be good. If he's bad, they could be in some trouble. We got Chris Hernandez jumping back in. And by the way, Chris could only jump in and, and for a second, and then he's he'll probably listen after this. But Chris is going to be on the show Wednesday night, August 26th, so you're not going to want to miss that. Zachary Smouse, very hard to follow, but I have no doubt Chris Hernandez is going to bring the thunder Wednesday night. He says, can't stay on MHH, fam. Jumped on to support Zach, and he rocked it. Have a great night. And a nice reminder there, gang. Click those little thumbs up. Appreciate that, Chris, Thank my you, brother. Chris. And it means a lot to us. You know that. Chris McKay, another Chris, and a name I don't recognize as often in Super Chat. So thank you, Chris. Welcome. And uh, welcome, as Zach said there. Just had another kid, guys. Almost named him Noah after Noah Fant. But we went with Ezra. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Keep doing what you do. Have a good one, guys. No question today. That's awesome. Chris, appreciate you, my friend. And uh, – Looks like you got a little cute kid there in your profile pic, so thank you. Hopefully everyone is uh, happy and healthy. And uh, just reminds me, though, Chad, Ezra Cleveland, 
Broncos should have drafted him second <laughs> round. Just saying. Yeah. When I hear Ezra, I think of that 90s alternative rock band better than Ezra. Uh, you know, those of you who are 30s, 40s, maybe older, you'll you'll remember this band. But nevertheless, not a band that I was into, but I remember them on the radio and whatnot. Uh, all right. We just had a massive jump in the chat stream. So let me go to the top here and make sure I'm not missing anybody. There's Chris McKay. Got that fella on lockdown. Oh, goodness. Extremely generous, oh. super from D-Dub, Dale. Wow. Just blows our yeah. mind, man. Just so you guys see it. Anytime Dale's in the stream, he um, he just is so, very supportive. And this wow. type of generosity is obviously not expected from Zach and I and from John, but it is so appreciated. And it goes, it blows us away, and it literally allows us to continue bringing you guys this content on the daily and coming up with cool show segments and plans and ideas and different forms of content. So it keeps the uh, the lights on, as it were, when it, as it relates to the podcast specifically in Mile High Huddle. And so, Dale, thank you, my friend. It just, Zach, it just blows my mind. It, it's wild. And Dale, uh, if, if you're listening, we, we would love to have you on the show. As, as Glenn just said, uh, you've been great. You've been definitely a Mount Rushmore, you know, super chat, superstar. You're right up there. And it literally, I'm tongue tied right now, Chad. I'm stuttering right now. There's nothing to say with this type of generosity and this level of kindness. Thank you so, so much, Dale. Dale, you've got my eye twitching. Seriously. <laughs> he says, got a late start. Just caught up. Zach. Love your input, brother. This is in your name. Hashtag state of being very, very sweet and Thank generous. Thank you, Dale. And Dale, yeah. thanks, my, my brother. Really awesome. means everything to us. Um, let's grab Craig here, who has another question. Actually, a question. The first one wasn't a question. He says, what are the odds that we move Isaac Yadam to safety at some point? I like him, but I'm not sure he can make it as a corner. Zach, to that point, this was something that we speculated on. You kind of saw it that way, but from the way the reps are shaking out of camp, they're playing him strictly at corner. It seems like with the struggles going on in the secondary, Ojemudia has an injury now. There's not much depth behind them. I, I think any chance of moving Yadam to safety for now is kaput, though that could happen in the middle of the year when the Broncos get more comfortable. I think they're going to give him one more year as a cornerback. You know, he he was a former third-round pick. They want to see if they can salvage him, and if they can't, then it's you know moving on to greener pastures like Kareem Jackson and moving to safety. It could be worse for Yadam. At least he might have a job this season in Denver. Judas. I cannot believe the generosity this community is showing us here tonight, Zach. Wow. KP, who is already oh my God. he's already made several super chats tonight. And uh wow. this is the second biggest individual super chat we've ever received on this show. And it is extremely humbling to have them back to back like that from so such a generous number from Dale to KP like this, like it's seriously, you know, I can't remember who it was that said chills, but I've got them right now. Seriously, just like this community, the way it comes together and the way it supports us, Zach, it just, I mean, at, at a certain point, I hope it doesn't feel like we just say these things because it's all right. true, but this community is so phenomenal that we have to say them often. And in that sense, please understand when we say these things, we mean them. You literally have me shaking right my head right now, Kevin. And and Chad and I and Chad, John and I, we all talk about it almost after every podcast. We think our community is the best and it can't get better. And then show by show by show, you guys prove us wrong with your generosity and your support and devotion, podcasting and podcast out, week in and week out, month in and month out, pandemic or no pandemic. You guys truly are incredible. You leave us almost in tears with how generous you guys are. Kevin, 
Thank you, man. Thank you so, so much. Here's what he says. Chad and Zach, forward this donation on to the Cerebral Palsy Foundation. Z-Dub, proud, super proud of your knowledge, passion, and all you do, bro. Very sweet. Thank you, Kevin. We will definitely look into that. Uh, and Dale, by the way, just supporting the community and great job again to Zach. Love hearing it. Thank All you, right, Kevin. we're sitting here at 56 minutes, so we have got to get the ball rolling a little bit. Terry jumping back in um, on Super Chat. Thank you, my friend. It means a lot in everything you do for the community. And here's Zach's Zachary's message to everybody. Love you guys so very much. And obviously, uh, as you've been able to see in the chat stream, Zachary, you are very loved as well, my friend. Yes. So thanks for everything you mean to this community. <clears throat> All right. And look. Even Larry here. Great job, Zach. I've been feeling down in the dumps lately. You lifted my heart. Thank you. That's very that's cool. Just, that's what it's. That's life. That's what life's about, right there, you guys. Um, Dale, don't worry about it, my friend. Really, don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah. You are. It means everything. All, what you've done is more than enough. Yeah, my friend, so exactly. Appreciate you, Dale. Um, okay, let me see where I think we're caught up, John, with the superstars. So let me make sure I'm not missing anything here on today's topics that I wanted to get to. Um, I wanted to see real quick on uh, Tom McMahon, of course. I want to see how this punt return competition is shaping up. Let's see here. I don't know if he spoke to it. Mm. Well, here's what he said about Jerry Judy. Uh, returning punts in practice quote i'll be honest and i'm not sure how much i like the idea of jerry judy returning punts zach i mean he's gonna catch it he's gonna secure the kick but i don't like him being a, a sitting duck so to speak he says right. quote i'll be honest with you right now we're just trying to get him to catch that ball it's hard to catch a punt he didn't catch them at alabama everybody knows the returners that they have there right now he didn't get a lot of opportunities to do that he would be in my opinion right now more of an emergency guy. All right, that's good to hear. He does catch the ball well, but he's never caught one amongst traffic and returned one before he got here. So then he goes on to say that uh, NFL punts are very hard to catch. K.J. Hamler was doing a great job catching them too. Now he's injured, but he was doing a good job. And then Kendall Hinton, an undrafted rookie from Wake Forest, is back there uh, for a time, uh, is back there for the first time catching these NFL punts. So a few guys in the mix – I didn't hear any mention of Trinity uh, Benson, but I just don't – I think it's good that Jerry Judy's kind of viewed as a, an emergency guy, not the first guy out there. I wouldn't want to have my number 15 overall pick, like you said, Chad, take those hits unnecessarily. He's going to see time on offense and, and more time than K.J. Hamler. That's the difference. I Preferably, I like to have Hamler back there. Back there. I, I guess Judy's not a horrible option, but they have – other guys on the roster who you would want to subject to hits before you have your first overall, you know, first round pick out there. Basically it's Deontay Spencer. It's his job to lose. McMahon said, I'll be on quote. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be for Spence and for everybody. I'm going to get the best returner back there that we can. If somebody beats Spence out, they deserve to be it. If Spence beats everybody else out, he deserves to be our punt returner. I've never gone into a season and tried to predetermine who that guy should be. I didn't even know who Deontay Spencer was last year. We were blessed to get him, close quote. So I think it would be at this stage, Zach, probably a prudent thing in formulating our 53-man rosters to go ahead and circle Deontay. 
uh, as a, as a guy on this roster, which means the Broncos are likely carrying that six six wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, Hamler is like we talked about, Chad. Hamler's injury kind of locked Spencer into a roster spot, and maybe they'll get rid of him when Hamler's healthy, but I'd rather much have Spencer back there uh, than have uh, Jerry Judy back there. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I think, um, goodness gracious, Poppy in the house, uh, another top rope donation, matching that which Dale did in the generosity. It's just unbelievable. Poppy, you, you know, you don't, and she already did a very generous super chat earlier in our, in our stream here. So thank you, Poppy. She says, this is my donation for today's pod. Go Broncos. And Zach, she is, she says it really touched me today more yeah. than others. And it is very touching. And at the same time, you know, what Zachary brings to the table here in his, uh, you know, his wit, we did a test with, with Zachary uh, about two weeks back when we first booked him to come on to the show. And the reason why we delayed, by the way, why he didn't come on Wednesday instead of tonight uh, was because we wanted that shirt to get to him in time and the fulfillment got a little bit delayed. And so we wanted to wait till that shirt would get there and it timed perfectly. He got it Saturday. But when we first brought him on to do that test a couple of weeks back, it was just moving. Um, just seeing that spirit of perseverance and triumph and that spark that he has, like it really did. Like I was very moved emotionally talking to him that first time and seeing him tonight, the way he engaged with the the stream and his insights and, and his humor and the whole nine yards. I mean, it is very moving and, and he truly is like a, an inspiration to, to all of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I sat, like I said, I sat here and listened to his answers, and I, I came away, you know, hanging on every word and wanting to hear the next answer. And he, he really is a great football fan and an even better person, Chad. And I think he demonstrated that tonight, and he got the appropriate, you know, reaction for it in the community. All right. Shout out to Mark Langley jumping in late here. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's up, my guys and Broncos community, football priest, hashtag Broncos country, and MHH. Thank you, Mark. It's good to see you, bro. Better late than never. And don't forget to check out early part of the stream if you were just joining us because you missed a – if you did, uh, you missed an excellent segment and um, definitely a highlight on the MHH all-time list here, having Zachary on. So, all right, gang, we got to get out of here. We are over the one-hour mark, and so we got to bid you adieu for tonight. Thank you again to Zachary Smouse. Yes. Smouse was in the house, and Smouse is in the house in our hearts all the time. So he is the man. Thanks for joining us, Zachary. And we look forward to, to talking to you again on the show in the very near future. We'll get you back on the show. Uh, and thanks to each and every one of you for joining us. A mile-high salute to our superstars, especially tonight, how generous you all were. Thank you so much. And a couple of quick matters of business to remind you of. Before you get out of here, don't forget to like this video. And especially on YouTube and especially on whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, make sure you're subscribed if you're listening to this as a podcast on demand. Like this video, share it out there, help us continue to grow. And then follow the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. And then also the main account, at MileHighHuddle. Zach, have a great start to your week, my brother. And tomorrow night when we uh, return, I think we'll have quite a bit to talk about because things heated up. As you said, they're getting sick of, of, of hitting each other. Yeah, we'll have more news to go over. And every day is, is one day closer to the regular season. And it really is right around the corner. Can't wait for it. All right, guys. Before my dogs torpedo this entire podcast, I'm going to sign off for Zach Kelberman and John. I'm Chad Jensen. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
We will see what am I missing something? No, we'll see you then. And much love. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.